Hey folks, and welcome to the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. This is episode 104, and I am most pleased to be joined for the third time. You're the most prevalent guest, Jay. No one's appeared three times. Not even Les Browns have appeared three times. Uh, wow what can i say wow I'm, I'm i'm honored and i'm flattered three-time champ okay all right i like it i like it you know we're, we're good friends anyway so like yeah. you just said off camera you know it's always good to catch up whether it's on a broadcast or off a broadcast you got your own cut there we need to talk about that i also need one of them um always good to catch up man always good to catch up and i thought that it was mental health awareness week last week in the uk so we really should have done this last week but hey at least we're getting it done i'm obviously from the uk and i actually thought i could start a bit of a trend of this because mental health awareness week and month is at different times in different parts of the world and of course it's something that everyone around the world if you're a human being it's just mm -hmm. part of your makeup there's a physical and the mental i thought why not cover that in some episodes on the podcast and i actually want to give a shout out to an instagram page which is at lads get sad because they inspired me to do it. They started uh, an Instagram page, just opening up that conversation for, mm. for young men, for lads, as we all call each other these days. Um, well, in the UK, we do it. I don't know if that's a thing in America, but you know, opening up that conversation. And I thought we're both here, me, you, mm -hmm. me and you, Jay, to have that conversation as two people that with full open disclosure have had struggles with their mental health, right? Yeah. Um, and I have actually, most recently, you know, I'll, I'm going, going to go full disclosure on this podcast and just be open because I think that's the best way to be. And I really want to provoke others, anyone that's listening to this, to be able to have that courage, to have that conversation with someone that's close to them. And I think by just doing it on an open broadcast to the world, maybe it'll help people to do that a little bit more. And this has probably been actually the most challenging year of my life. There's no probably about it. It has been in terms of mental health. Mm -hmm. um, you've been a great help and a great friend and I've reached out to you a few times. It's mm -hmm. always, I find it's, you know, always easier and, and makes sense really, I suppose, to speak to someone who's, who you know has been through similar things, you know, because yeah. they've got the knowledge and the mileage and although they don't always have the answers and there really isn't a, a golden rule or answer for mental health, I don't think, because everyone's, what they're going through is different, you know, everyone's got their own story, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, it was. Um, thank you for thank you for that. Thank you for being such a good friend. But that's that's just part of it. I think you know. You actually said to me just off camera before when you were going through some struggles before the the one thing you didn't do is talk to people. Yeah, and you wish you'd done that more. Yeah. Um, at my lowest point, I was working a corporate job where I was completely unhappy, and there were plenty of people that I could have talked to. I just didn't think I could but looking back and even after the fact when I did speak to them it, I was surprised because they were all honestly open to listen and they gave me all kind of advice but in the storm I didn't talk to anyone um, my co-workers uh, my above my above me the higher ch the chain of command mm -hmm. I didn't talk to anyone friends just not even my wife it wasn't until I literally was about to be fired and i had the epiphany of why am i fighting so hard for something that i don't even care about and don't even want mm. that i finally told my wife the whole truth 
of me thinking of killing myself and not wanting the job and just being in a stuck dead end job. Mm. How long were you? How long were you in that storm for before you opened up and talked to your wife? Um, well, I was in that position for about five and a half years. How long I was in that storm? Oh, wow. Um, I honestly think I was in that storm longer than I was in that position. I probably just didn't realize I was in that storm. Um, I had a lot of toxic behavior that looking back on it, I now know that was a part of my depression and my self-sabotage <laughs> spiral that a lot of us have because we haven't took the time to see the patterns. Um, I would isolate myself often. I would try to go into a room to be by myself. Um, I would go hang out late at night with people that I knew I shouldn't be hanging out with. I would find legitimate reasons <laughs> uh, to go uh, push my career forward. But at the end of the day, if I had took the time to think about it, they weren't real reasons. Um, but it wasn't until I was in that job where that was the final straw on the camel's back, so to speak. Mm, mm, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny when you're, when you, you, you know, when you, you can't, like Les says, you know, like Les Brown says, you, you can't read the label when you're in the box. And mm. When you're in, Absolutely. when you're in the storm, it, it's strange because if your level of awareness doesn't quite match your experience, and particularly this is the same, I think, for anything that you're going through for the first time, you don't recognise it, and you don't, you know. I, I remember when I started to feel not within myself, and people were close to me, my partner at the time. She said, "Do you think you're depressed?" And I was like, "Nah, I, I wouldn't be depressed. Like, that's not something that would. That's not something that aligns with who I am." And that wasn't me being. Mm -hmm like pushing away well i guess it was actually pushing yeah. away my feelings and my awareness and probably just leaning into that that masculine yeah. side and and going no that's not me that that's that that wouldn't be who i am you know but oh no yeah you're completely right and i only smile because i relate to that so much there were multiple of people that would tell me you don't seem like yourself lately like something's going on What's up? Are you, and as you said, are you depressed? And of course, no, no, I'm not depressed. Like I get out of bed. I, I can go to work. I, I take care of things. Like I'm not depressed, not realizing that I was a functioning person with depression. So, yeah. 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 Cross. Yeah. And I, you know, I was, I am as well. Uh, uh, yeah. But I'm functioning, definitely a functional person with depression. And I think that's the thing you see. It's, a, it's like I said, it's the, stigma that's attached and everyone's going through it in a slightly different way so it's for right. some people it might not mean being able to get out of bed you know so other people it might just be they can't interact socially you know there's there's 101 different things you know it could be eating problems focusing lack of drive lack of motivation or it could be all of them you know there's there's no real um copy paste yeah symptoms to it and i guess that's partly in the reason why it's hard to recognize and, and also hard to accept in the interim. Yeah, I, I agree. I think anytime you find yourself unhappy, and I'm not saying you're, you're unhappy because um, Starbucks put the wrong cream in your coffee or <laughs> uh, you got into a traffic accident, not that kind of unhappiness, but when you're just chronically unhappy and you can't figure out why because – you're not in the career you want or um, just stuff isn't right, then yeah, you might need to seriously start talking to people. Yeah, absolutely right. 
And I think we had a comment on the on the side here. I think this came over from Twitch actually. Mm-hmm. Carl Orton, we we're taught to just man up and soldier on and be stoic about it or stiff yeah. upper lip like all good Brits. Yeah, I mean that is for sure that is the British way, you know, and it's um. Oh, I think that's a universal male thing, to, uh, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And and nowadays, um, a lot of females are like that too, because you know if they want to compete in a quote unquote man's world, or if they or if they want to be with the boys, they got to learn how to toughen up as well. So I think that's a universal world thing of just you know what, there are no emotions. Just do what you got to do. Keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you know. That's also a thing. I know you got a military background, right? You, you're you're in the military. You had a career in the military, and I think that's something that definitely comes from from that industry as well. You know, it's mm-hmm. you, you you don't get the boys gathering around on camp talking about their feelings and their emotions, and you know, it's, it's just how <laughs> that goes. Oh, uh, what do you mean? We were we were in, we were in the firefight, man, just hashing it out with the emotions, man. That's what we were doing, yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, funny enough, my mother has a very strong military background, and she comes from a family who don't talk about emotions. So my mother wasn't the most feminine or uh, compassionate lady. My father. He's a very emotional guy, but at the same token, he still is like a sports jock guy guy. And then both of them were in the military. I was in the military. So, yeah, there wasn't much talking. Honestly, it wasn't until I was with my wife and I remember her coming to me asking me, why do you always walk around the house so moody? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm not moody at all. She's like, yeah, you are. Every time you're upset, you tend to get moody and you tend to be like stomping around the house for like a good week, two weeks or so. And of course, then I reflected on it. I was like, well, you know, I'm thinking I'm I'm trying to figure out my feelings. Mm. Oh, she's like, oh, okay, But do you have to be so mad about it? And then that's when I think the transition of me really starting to open up about my feelings happened. Yeah. 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 I mean, stomping around the house for two weeks, that's a. It's a long time to be stomping around, man. You'd have sore feet. <laughs> well, I did. Funny enough, I did. No, um, uh, yeah, it's just one of those men, man things where, like, when you're upset, you don't know how to release that energy. And I shouldn't say it's a man thing. It's just the way I was raised, I, I wasn't able to let go of that anger. I wasn't taught how to properly channel it or express it in a healthy, mature manner. It's you hide your emotions, you keep it in, or you go drink, or you go lay up with a girl. You do everything but talk about your feelings. Yeah, the masking behavior, you know. Yeah. The um, yeah, masking techniques, coping mechanisms—they all play into that. And a lot of them you just mentioned there. I think there's there's certainly some, you know, you think of masking. Masking is not a great thing, but coping mechanisms there are good ones, there are bad ones. And I think yeah. just having the conversation like we're having now is a good one. Mm-hmm. Also, sports. You know, you mentioned sports there. That your your dad was from a sports background. I think sports mm-hmm. can be phenomenally helpful to uh, a good making a good healthy adult. You know, just that camaraderie of being in a team, all working together towards the same goal. Great when you win, not so great when you lose. But you know, you always you always count count the, count the wins as well as the losses. So oh, I think, absolutely. yeah, and and just that getting 
putting uh, repeated time and energy into something and mm -hmm. gradually getting better at it over time. I think that's a really healthy, cathartic thing for anyone. And it can be chess, it can be tennis, it yeah. can be it can be wrestling, it can be archery. It doesn't always have to be something super active. It just has mm -hmm. to be something that you, you get better at over time. You know, for me, it's mm -hmm. um, started doing a bit of running lately. And it's just like, I'm like, if I can just get shave a few seconds off that time every time, I'm happy. You know, it's good. Yeah, exercising in any capacity, playing sports for com camaraderie, all that stuff, it bonds, it builds you up, and it's definitely a a positive, healthy coping mechanism for whatever you might be dealing with inside. Mm, mm. And it's, it's always, if you're taking up a new sport, like, I don't know if you call... It dan dan is dancing a sport? It's not really. You can't really call dancing a sport. I, I mean, don't. I don't know if dancing is classified as. I really don't know. Like, I tend to now. I got to look that up because I don't know. I, I got to look. That up. Is I mean, is dancing at the Olympics? Let's 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 yeah. look it up. Yeah. Huh. The Olympics is coming up. Actually, I can't wait for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really set. I mean, I understand why it had to be canceled last year, but I was really um, depressed. I, I, the Olympics is something that I always tend to look for. Yeah. Okay. So by definition, dance is an art form and, and, and a sport, which I get, I get. Okay. Sense. All right. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I love the Olympics because um, it's the one time I think in the world that everyone is brought together and in a peaceful way. And yeah, it's, it's just everyone, the kind of the world stops to watch it in a way. And I really like that. I really like yeah. everyone's on the same page. Yeah, I agree. Now, if the um, if American can just get aboard the football or football train, we'd be good, right? <laughs> I, I don't know why Amer a lot of my fellow Americans don't like uh, football for some reason. Football? Do you mean football as in soccer? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's grow. It's a growing thing there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're not too crazy on it here. Mm -hmm. Carl Orson asked a question here on the side do and thanks for your question Carl. do any of you find comfort in religion at all i'm not a religious person my my beliefs are the universe and and manifesting and kind of goal setting and i guess in a way believing in myself um yeah i think that's kind of where my beliefs are certainly not a religious person i was never baptized or brought up with uh, in a religious family or anything like that but I don't know, actually, Jay. I don't, I don't know this about you. Are you, you religious? I, I, I tend to think of myself as more as a spiritual person. Yeah. Um, I believe there is a God. I believe there are higher powers at B. Mm. But if I had to classify myself as a religion, I would say I believe in omniism, which is the belief that every religion has an aspect of it right. They're not all completely true, but they all have aspects that are correct. Um, if, if I had to say, but I didn't find comfort in religion when it came to my depression or um, suicidal thoughts. Oh, I know there are other people who will go there, talk to their ministers or a safe person that they know within like their religious community, which is great. That's that's good. If you can um, anybody you can talk to and open up with. Perfect. Great. Um, I wouldn't mm -hmm. knock that at all. I mean, if that's what you can do or that's what you feel like you should do by all means. And did you, did you, I mean, I think actually pulling back on that subject, I think the great thing about religion is whatever religion you, you follow, it's 
a lot of them it's all really based around faith and having that faith in the fact that there is you know a higher being higher power whatever religion you you go for and that and, and I think you know, even if you live in the universe like you and I do, it's it's there. Yeah, there is a higher being, a higher power, and having that faith in something that's mm-hmm. bigger than you and greater than you is something that can carry you through tough and hard times. It doesn't always mean it has to be, you know, in, in a church setting or an environment. Um, I actually think, in a in a kind of weird way, when I'm journaling, I'm like I'm yeah. journaling for me for that cathartic experience of getting the the thoughts out my head down my arm and onto the paper but i'm also like i'm i'm writing in a way like to the universe yeah. like it's completely rhetorical and sounds a bit crazy now that i say it but it's like i'm writing out to the universe particularly when you're writing down mm-hmm. you know things that you're grateful for it's yeah. like I'm, i sometimes think like who am i actually thanking i'm like outwardly thanking the universe and the space around me uh-huh. and sometimes the things that i'm grateful for it's people of course well, that, that makes complete sense to me. Um, one of the reasons why I believe the way I believe is because when I was younger, I was raised as a Methodist, kind of a little bit of a Baptist, but I was always believed that that was the one way. That was right. Um, and then, like, all of that falls under the umbrella of Christianity. And a lot of people will say, that's right. There is no other doctrine. This is the truth. However, if you go and you talk to a Muslim or a Buddhist or some other religion, they say their way is the right way. So for me, it's just everybody can't be right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody has to be has has to be wrong. But to your point, a lot of people will say you have to do something a certain way. If you are kneeling and talking to God, that's one way. But if you're journaling out to the universe, you're going to sit here and tell me God isn't the universe or the higher power isn't the universe that I'm writing to. It's potatoes, potatoes. You call it what you like, in my opinion. So, yeah. 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 No, it, it makes perfect sense. And I think it, it just has to make sense to you, right? Just enough to make sense to anyone else. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I saw, uh, I saw a, a, a meme yesterday. And what did it say? It said, it had like this guy and he was leaning on a chair in a really weird and strange position and he was like it it doesn't it doesn't matter if um you don't know what you're doing if no one else knows what you're doing you know it doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing if no one else knows what you're doing so that's very true that's very true if you just just keep your stuff to yourself um and you're good you're good you're good but, um, I feel like I think, that's what I feel like. I just I feel like that's my whole Instagram page. Okay. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> well, you're doing a lot on your Instagram page, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, we've talked oh. about that, and a lot of the way that you you you're testing a lot of different things and trying a lot of different things and seeing what sticks, and that's what you have to do, you know. And uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be stealing some of them things. <laughs> you know, you're welcome to it, brother. Have, have fun. Got, Take what you like. No, no problem with it. Thank you. Um, let's have a look at that mug, man. When did you get them? When, when, when did they come out? Oh, so yeah, uh, this is like a private mug of mine. Legacy, a Scion book series. It is the title of my debut novel that came out a year ago, almost a year ago. I'm about to celebrate yeah. the one year anniversary. No. This is the, ty- the the family royal crest seal. Here is the book. Got a plug. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, honestly, I ordered this off the website Vistaprint. I love getting single-use items from them. 
for personal stuff that I have, like mugs on um, when when I'm doing shows and podcasts and stuff or just around the house. Um, it's really cool. It was good for me, a good price. I don't know if I'd ever do merch through Vistaprint. That's just me personally, but they're a good company. I love them. Yeah, I've used Vistaprint. So, mate, they just make it so easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, so easy and quick. I think uh, one, of the, one of the points I wanted to kind of touch on is, yeah. and we, we have touched on it, but I'd like to go into it a bit more in, in an effort to kind of help other people help others. Mm-hmm. And that's seeing the signs of poor mental health in other people and, mm-hmm. and how you can help them. And, and you mentioned there, you know, that people would say to you, hey, you don't see me yourself, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, I wondered how, like, what would your view on it's 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 difficult one right because it's like if someone's got like a a, a bad arm or a gammy leg or something like that it's yeah. quite evident you know they might be hobbling they might be struggling mm-hmm. to do the stuff they usually do but mm-hmm. when it's a mental health thing you there's no a lot of the time there's no physical actual thing that you can see inside um, and that makes it you know difficult particularly when people right. don't want to talk about it because they're ashamed they're guilty they feel like it's um i guess yeah i guess they're the really the, the two main emotions that people would feel and I'm, from experience i felt with myself you know uh, i shouldn't feel like this it's it's not good to feel like this and mm-hmm. why would i talk to anyone else because no one else cares you know what's what's the point in that like no one yeah. no one else has ever been through this so mm-hmm. you know i'm alone in in what i'm going through it, all yeah. that stuff's just r- rubbish to be honest yeah everyone's everyone's been through stuff no mm-hmm. one's had the, the perfect happy rosy life it's just not how it goes you know yeah. and outwardly we see that a lot i think mm-hmm. because on social media people aren't posting like when they're really you do see it happening a bit more now actually you see mm-hmm. as the internet's matured you see people sharing their struggles online something i've done for many the years authenticity <laughs> authenticity <laughs> yeah. right for mm-hmm. sure it's not all like sunshine and rainbows all the time which i think is a good thing for sure but yeah. outwardly you know it's, it's hard from the outside looking in to see even people you know very well yeah you know, and i know that from the other side of telling like opening up to my friends and going hey look i'm not feeling good i'm feeling depressed and like really i would never pick that i would never guess that from you like i would never have yeah and i'm like oh you know i thought maybe they <laughs> might have, might have seen or, or thought something but yeah, it's, it's well, hard. I mean, how would you how would you see the signs in, in people that you know? So, I know when I was going through things, I was still a very positive person, like I am. Mostly because it's very easy for me to be positive for others than it used to be for myself. Now I'm way more positive for me versus how I am for everybody else because I know it has to start with me first. Back mm-hmm. then, I felt like I needed to fill everybody else's cup before I felt mine. And when it comes to seeing everybody else's, if it, if they're depressed or if they're suicidal, you have to general, generally authentically care. And what I mean by that is, how many times have you been in the office or you walked around and you just walked up to someone and they're like, hey, how's things going? Oh, I'm good. Fine. Okay. Have a great day. And you're just off, right? Mm-hmm. Because that seems to be so commonplace. But yeah. when I was at that corporate job, there was a lady named Lois. 
I used to love Lois. Because Lois would come in and she's like, hey, Jay, how's your day? Oh, it's fine. Oh, Jay, don't. Hey, no, tell me, how's your day, Jay? How's your day? <laughs> and then me and her would have this whole big conversation about my day. I mean, I would talk to her, too. And she was just this person that would just radiate light and happiness. And I come to find out that she is one of these people who had one of the most saddest backstories she had several miscarriages she had a husband that used to beat her oh my god like she just on and on her sister died like there were so many tragic things that happened to her life but she still was this radiantly joyful person because she was investing in everybody else and at the time i really didn't see what and why she was doing what she was doing and i had to learn that lesson from um from lois because if we take the time to truly care about people and actually ask these questions to listen and hear what they're saying, I think that would make the world a better place versus just simply, how you doing? I'm fine. Oh, okay. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so with you on that. That's, that's, I'd say that's like 70, 80% of conversations that you have on a, on a daily basis. And of course, there's a, there's a time and place in that, you know, if you're just at the grocery store, and you're talking to the the person at the till, mm-hmm. you probably don't need to hear all your all your life stories, and you probably don't need to hold up the rest of the people right. in the queue yeah. <laughs> while they're listening. But it's or even still, like sorry, 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 sorry to interrupt. Like if you're if you're like um, like you said, the till, a grocery store, convenience store, take the time to read their name tag and call them by their name. Mm. That makes so much difference for everybody particularly service workers, because you go all day long with people walking past you, not really even acknowledging you. But if you say their name, oh, yo, you'd be surprised how quickly somebody will smile if you just call their name. Mm. Yeah, I'm down with that. Totally. I'm going to make sure I do that a lot more. Yeah, it's being personable, you know, remembering that there's a there's a a human serving you there. And although they're coming from a service point of view, um, they're not a robot, right? They're a person. uh, Exactly. They probably, like you say, they probably have hundreds of interactions with people yeah. every day, and a lot of them, yeah, aren't very personable, and that's probably quite, yeah, diminishing after a while. Very dismissive as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing you said there, it's about being, you know, it's about being heard and listening, listening and mm, yeah, um, being seen and heard. I think is something that's really big. You know, in in. I'm going, to, I'm going to give a bit of backstory now about the, the journey I've been on and what I haven't been feeling myself this year and what's really impacted me. There was really, I had to do a lot of bit of work to map this out and there's really two things that, that, that are at the core of it. One of them is the restricted travel. You know, I live over here in Australia. All my family is in the UK. Uh, my sister lives in Spain, but, you know, all over that side of the world. Mm-hmm. And... It's it's really. I usually go home twice a year, you know. I haven't been home since Christmas 2019, and I'm not like oh boohoo about that. That's that's so terrible for me because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I haven't had to been able to travel around the world. It's just like I'm like blessed and grateful that I can do that. Mm-hmm. But and it's not the fact that I haven't been able to do it so much. It's the not knowing when I'll be able to, you know, actually see my family and actually spend some time with them. You know, yeah. One of my uh, I read a book recently called love languages and I, and I realize in that you know you kind of figure out what your love languages are yeah and one of mine is quality time you know spending quality time and okay yeah you, you know we've got we've got our devices and we can have the the video calls and uh, the yeah. family quizzes once a week 
and all that kind of fun stuff. But it's not the same. It's not the same as actually seeing them physically and, and spending time with them. And my little nephew, who's almost going to be two years old this year, and I've only met him once when he was a tiny baby. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, you're watching someone grow up through a screen, and it's 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 not that cool. It's certainly yeah. not that um, real or authentic. So that was the one thing, you know. But, the, I mean, the, the thing with that is, you know, this thing, and it's a different situation in all different parts of the world. Here we're blessed in Australia. It's it's Life has been pretty much more or less normal for quite a while now, quite some months, and the same in New Zealand. It's, you know, very, very, like I am literally really grateful and blessed to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that same breath, I am still like really empathic and compassionate for other parts of the world that aren't in that position. You know, it's all a different story in different places. And it, it does seem to be getting better in the UK. And it seems like it might be a year from now that um, I'll be able to go home. So at least now I have a bit of something to work towards in that. You know, it's hard to, it's really hard to look forward to something when you don't actually know when that thing's going to happen. <laughs> uh, and you just have to go forth with belief. So that was the one thing. The second thing was um, I had a breakup with my partner, my ex-partner, Emily, who you, you've kind of met through the screen, yeah. you know, on my, yeah. my birthday party last year. And that was the roughest breakup I've ever been through. Really just one of those ones that cuts you deep, cuts you mm-hmm. deep. In, in many ways, but in, in, in the, the first way was because I thought that um, – um, me and Emily are going to be together forever, and that was how it was going to be. And you know, um, when when you figure out that maybe that's not going to be the case, and that's not actually going to happen, that is heartbreaking. And there was a bit of backstory that you know she came over from the UK. We both came all this way, and now you know came all this way, found real true love, and then it didn't work. So mm-hmm. that kind of broke down in in December, and since then I went on the you know when I've been in breakups before. I would deal with it as, and I'm going to generalize here, as I think a lot of young men, in fact, I'm not even going to say young men, young women, everyone, everyone deals with it in, in a way that's quite common. In They go out, they party, they drink, um, probably have plenty of meaningless sex and just mm-hmm. mask, 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 and that's the way. Like, I've, I've dealt with it, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm through it, and it's, that would usually be the way I'd, I'd deal with that situation. This time, I was like, no, not going to do that this time because I'm a little bit older, I'm a little bit wiser, and I know it actually doesn't work. If anything, it probably makes it worse because you just, yeah. you're pushing the feelings down instead mm-hmm. of letting them come up and, and out and sitting with them and dealing with them. So yeah. I went on this journey of, of self discovery and, and figuring out all about attachment styles. Have you ever, have you read that book, Attached? No, I haven't. I've read the five lang- love languages, but I haven't love read the book language. attached. Yeah. But I'm gonna write that down for me to read. Yeah, it's a it's a real good one, man. Real good one. Um, people have mentioned attachment to me before and the different attachment styles, and I I don't think I had no awareness, zero awareness of what it was. Yeah, and I learned that you know there's these attachment styles at, at the core. There's kind of at the core. There's there's more. You can dive down into them further, but there's like secure, anxious, and avoidant. And there's, there's more than that, but I'll, I'll just touch on it lightly. And I was very much the avoidant type. And that means that you tend to, when things come up, you become 
dismissive, you, you pull away, you self-isolate, you don't communicate well, you use coping mechanisms that aren't healthy, and you sometimes bully and attack others in a way yeah. to just kind of be, put this barrier around you so you mm -hmm. kind of repel others and, and sometimes it's even the people that are the closest to you. So it Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, you probably avoided you'll read it and you'll be like oh that's me oh that's me too yeah this is me now that's why i found it really interesting because it's like you're reading your own you're almost reading your own diary right in reading a book and you're like oh wow so and it just it was a revelation for me it unmapped a lot of things and it made a lot of things make sense and i would recommend to anyone out there it's it helps you perhaps with the relationship you're in, even if you're in a good, healthy relationship. But for me, it really helped me figure out why a lot of my relationships ended in similar or same ways. And it was like, there's a pattern here. And I've recognized what the pattern is, but I need to recognize how to, how to break the pattern and the chain and the cycle. And that was paired with a set of false beliefs that I had that were relationships never work out, you know, so everyone gets a heartbroken, they never work out in the end. So what's the point in putting mm -hmm. all your time, love, vulnerability and effort into them because they're, they're not really going to work out anyway. That doesn't mean that I, I didn't put a lot of time and effort and energy into my relationships. It just meant that in the back of my mind, this was my belief. And of course, thoughts become things, right? We know that, Jay, probably... Mm -hmm. we, we certainly know that we certainly well know that. just about i was just about to say that whole paradigm yeah. shift and you have that subconscious really controlling you when you yeah. don't even know it so yeah uh, mm. i agree with that completely my, my beliefs were that you know they don't work out you know and, and in a way i didn't feel like i was worthy of uh it working out and that was predicated by other relationships i'd seen around me uh, yeah. uh throughout my life at particularly a young age a lot of these attachment styles are formed when you're at a young age and depending on your relationship with yeah. your parents and, and your siblings and teachers and people around you and then that paired with how your relationships go you know which is how a lot of my other relationships have been and i figured out these false beliefs and i was like wow so that okay that's how it was and a lot of these beliefs aren't even mine they're just other things that I've seen and I don't have to settle with them anymore. I don't have to like, it's, it's within me to change these beliefs and I choose what they are. And that when I, it sounds so simple, but I remember putting pen to paper and, and, and mapping that out. And I was like, wow, that's so liberating. Like I felt like a weight had been lifted off me because I could, uh -huh. I could, I could change, change these beliefs and, and adopt new one. And I'm not saying it was like overnight it's done, you know, it's changed no. because, I, I know I know exactly what you mean because you'll have that liberating thought and then you're you're still debating it in your mind for hours, days, weeks, even months yeah. of this new thought process, this new behavior that you're working into your life. So, yeah, I get that completely. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes you're done with things, but they're not done with you. Yeah. So you think, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, but th that book attached, you know. And mm -hmm. So... This played out, This I've told that in like a five minutes kind of segment there, but this played out over five months, essentially. And yeah. it was um, the, the, the big thing that I'm really knuckling down on here is communication. You know, with my ex-partner, there was a communication of like, we were back on forth via text messages for a very long time. And um, it's a, just a such a... Poor way of communicating texting, don't you think, Jay? It's like 
it's uh, if you're just arranging a time and a place, it's good. But when you start sending real long tail texts, it's so hard to get the what you're actually trying to say conveyed in the right way without uh, it being taken in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten to the point where I don't know if it's because of my age or just I'm not gonna say maturity level because I'm not mature at all. But <laughs> I, I, um, if if it seems like I'm writing a novel. Or if I'm conversing with someone via text and it's going, we're texting back and forth longer than, I don't know, five, seven minutes. At this point, I'm going to start leaving voicemails at the very least, if it's truly not. A, or I'm going to call you. It's, it's one of the two. Because mm. te- like you said, texting back and forth, things get lost in translation for some reason. Mm. Like you, you don't really know what that person's trying to convey. They probably don't know what you're trying to say. So it's better just to go ahead and her to have that at the very least a vocal conversation back and forth voice message. Yeah, I agree. Totally. And uh that's 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 what was going on there for me. Lots of long tail texts and it wasn't really working out and but there was reasons that there weren't there wasn't being a phone call had, you know. Not everyone it, it can be very easy to send text messages, but very hard to actually have a conversation with the same person on the phone. Totally understand that. And, um, you know, but I think once you have that mm-hmm. conversation and you go into that, uh, uh, you know, crucial, difficult conversations with a mm-hmm. good, wholesome intention, and perhaps I think, in my experience, quite little expectations as well. If you go into something with good intention, little expectations, and make sure both people are seen and heard in that conversation. Right. Have you ever have you read the book um, How to Win Friends and Influence People or excuse me, How to Influence People and Win Friends? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. It's Dale Carnegie, is it? I feel like yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't (laughs) read that book. No. Um, Yeah. But one of his principles in that book is he says, don't argue with anybody. I mean, clearly, like if you have like a life altering situation, yes, argue. But for day to day Facebook, texting, don't argue with people. Um, He's pretty much saying everybody wants to be heard. And the moment that you start to try to make your voice heard and not value the other person's opinion is the moment you pretty much have, even if you win the argument, you've lost because that person has shut down. You're going to shut down. Everybody's going to get defensive and no one's going to get heard. So if you come with it with an open mind and validate what that person is saying, whether, oh, from your, I agree with you, or yes, um, and if I were in your shoes, I would feel exactly the same way. Those kind of statements, or just simply coming, as you were saying, with an open heart, just really willing to listen to what that person is saying, mm. you'll actually be able to have a great conversation. Mm. Yeah, I agree. You don't always have to agree with what someone's saying or, or essentially you don't have to agree, but that doesn't mean you have to shut them down or be argumentative about it. You just have yeah, to agree. be what you said, open and, and validate and acknowledge what they're saying yeah. um, without going into it with uh, too much emotion, I suppose, and, and responding instead of reacting. That's the big one. That's one big thing that I've learned yeah. in the past probably mm-hmm. 12 months, respond instead of react it's just so simple but uh, i think I've, I've been i've been trying to pair that re- respond instead of react and yeah. and there's a, a buddhist saying i remember i saw it once in a little poster in a house when i was doing a plumbing job and it said 
put your thoughts through three gates. Um, is it truthful? Is it honest? Is it necessary? And I'm like, that is a real cool mantra. So I try really? and do that all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't always get it right. Probably probably get it wrong more than I get it right, but <laughs> at least well, I'm trying. <laughs> well, as, as much as we'd like to believe we're superheroes, we're only human. So we're going to make mistakes, my friend. Well, I don't know. You, you're kind of a superhero, right? And you're alter ego. <laughs> still an earthling though still an earthling but yeah. yes definitely and my middle my middle name is hero on facebook so and on instagram so i, I could no, no I'm, I'm just a regular guy like the rest like the rest of all the humans on the earth um and i think look hey look you could you can segue that back into the the main through fair of our conversation which is mental health and and yeah. we are all human at the core you know and we all do have emotions and we all do have struggles there's pretty much i mean i don't know there's no way of existing in this life without having major losses whether that be the loss of a loved one loss of a business loss of some finances yada 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 the the the, the list goes on you know it's so you're going to experience loss yeah, loss is, is is definitely a part of life, uh, as you were saying, um, whether it's a relationship, business, personal, financial, it's loss is loss. It, it's going to happen one way or the other in some aspect, if not all aspects of your mm. life, our lives. It, it happens. Mm. I think when it does happen, it, it can leave like a void. There's like a, a, a void there. Like a, mm-hmm. I know when the relationship ended for me, it was like, you know you lose when you when you have a intimate relationship with someone you lose and you've been with them a while you lose like the the friendship you lose the kind of the whole soulmate thing you lose the lover as well mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and it leaves a void in your world like a vacuum it's like oh, yeah of course oh, yeah. Just pull out your world it's like you go from this they're they're like the the key number one person in your world mm-hmm. and, and like as a matter of minutes or hours they're just kind of an associate and it, it's such a strange crazy transition um, i hope i hope anyone um watching or listening i i don't think jake is implying and i know i'm not implying that loss is easy because it's not any loss and however you feel about that loss is completely valid the thing that i feel a lot of people don't realize is that even though your situation might be different we all go through similar things as human beings. We all experience pain, albeit maybe in different ways, but we all experience it. We all go through stuff. I, I used to go to a church um, years ago, back when I was in New York. And this church used to have um, these men's groups that would happen every Saturday morning, right? And I'm talking about like at, 6 30 i want to say it was like 6 30 in the morning which mm. from my house was like a, about almost like a 40 minute drive so i had to get up extra early drive there to get there by 6 30 right and the when i first heard about it i was like 6 30 in the morning god man i ain't going to which now i wake up at five o'clock so that's a whole nother thing but at the time i'm like 6 30 whatever but finally i had a friend who talked me into it right so I go to to the um the men's meeting and there's all these men there like old, young, white, black, Asian, straight, gay, all kind of different men in this room, right? Different ages. 
And we're all supposed to sit in groups. And you're not allowed to sit by anyone that you're really friends with. Like, you can know each other because, like, we were church. But you can't be, like, friends. Like, you can't be, like, your church buddy. (laughs) So we would sit at these tables and we would watch a 15 to 20 minute topic, like a video on a, a particular topic. And then we would have to discuss it. Jake, <laughs> the first meeting I had there, we watched a video about race. I was the only black guy filled with a table of white guys, older white guys. <laughs> that was a fun conversation. <laughs> but it was fun because even though we didn't agree on how things should be done or certain aspects of race, it was fun because all of us were open and honest and we were able to find common ground on our similar situations because we were willing to be open and say what bothered us and what was troubling us. And ever since that day, I would always go to the, I would always make sure I was up and ready to go to those meetings because getting to talk to those men and find out that, yeah, we're all different. We're all unique. We're all going through stuff, but it's similar, different, but similar. And that, that was my biggest takeaway. And and I love that. I'll always remember that. And I think that's one of the things that helped me also start being able to be able to voice my feelings and know that however I'm feeling is valid. Just like yeah. everybody watching, everybody listening, your feelings are valid. Talk, get it out. Yeah, they are. absolutely, they are valid. And it ties really well into our last topic, which is how to look after you, your mental health, which is, I think, could perhaps be the most important part of all of this conversation today, yeah. how to look after it, because recognizing it's, it's not so great is one thing, of course, recognizing it in others is another thing, but you, you really have to, you know, it's like when you're on the airplane, you know, and they say, if, if the mask drop from above you, make sure you put yours on before you help anyone else, right? Yeah. Because if you, mm-hmm. if you don't put yours on and you put, by, you, by the time you put everyone else's on, you're going to be in trouble there, right? Yeah. So you got to, you got to, you got to know how to, to look after your mental health. And man, I'm going to hand that over to you to start with, because I've done a lot of talking in this episode today. <laughs> No, brother, you already know. I can listen to you talk like all the time. But um, so I actually have a list here. So I'm going to be looking off camera for a little bit um, just because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just going straight from my personal experience. But honestly, as we've said multiple times throughout this episode is talk about your feelings. Legit. I know a lot of people out there for whatever your situation is, find people, someone that you could just talk to. You don't have to relate to them. They don't have to be the same age, but someone you feel comfortable talking to. And if you don't have someone you can talk to, there are many hotlines that you can call. Um, Here in the States, I know there is Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service and Administration. Wow, that's a really long name. I wish they would have shortened that. But that number is 1-800-662- HELP. (laughs) So, you have that one. And then also... um, If you feel that bad where you feel like you're really about to kill yourself and you see no way out, um, please, there is the the suicide hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. Or call 911. Um, Also, other ways to take care of your mental health is eat well. Be active. Um, Jake mentioned earlier, 
exercise, be out there. And if you don't like exercising, go take a walk, go to the park, do things that get you out of your norm. Um, if you can't go to a park, when you go to the office, walk around your office building. There's different things you can do. Keep in touch with people. Um, again, ask for help. Also, just take a break, um, plan a vacation, or if you can't, just take a five minute break, get away from whatever you're doing and take a break. Uh, do something you're good at, which a lot of people underestimate because we get so bogged down in the day-to-day -day of adulthood that we forget that we're actually good at stuff. Find the things that you were good at when you were a kid. I know for me, I used to love to write, which is why I started, I wrote my book and why I continue to write now. I used to love to paint. I went back to painting. I used to draw. I went back to drawing. I used to sing, and now my wife and kids can't shut me up in the car because I love to sing. So it's like, do what you, well, I'm not saying I'm good at singing, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> do those things that you love to do. Like, get back to that stuff. To find your joy. And also, I think one, two of the most important things, take care of others. We've, we mentioned that before. Do your mm -hmm. best to take care of others because you'll find it that when you're honestly trying to do right by others, that joy gets reciprocated. And then also, accept who you are. Be who you are meant to be and just be you. Yeah, I like that. Be who you're meant to be and just be you. Mm. I, I completely agree with everything you just said. Uh, and I usually do. There's not much you say that I don't agree with. That's why we're good friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, right. At the same time, I would always be honest and upfront if I didn't agree. And that's part of a good friendship as well, you know. Exactly. Yes. Could you just repeat those numbers? Because I want to put them in the comments for the guys here. It was eighteen hundred. Yeah, eighteen hundred six six two. Help. Um, two seven three. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, eight eight hundred one eight hundred six six two. Help. Okay, and that's the substance abuse and mental health service and administration for those in the U.S. And then if you're also still in the U.S., the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, that is, are you ready, Jake? I am ready. 1-800-273-TALK. Yeah. And if, if you're not in the U.S., 90% um, of people nowadays have some type of smartphone or computer in their house or they have access to. You can Google the places in your area that was a bit clunky guys i'm sorry about that but it's really important i thought we had the numbers in the notes i will add some numbers for various countries around the world um in the notes afterwards obviously i don't want to do that while i'm online because it will detract too much from the conversation but like i say i completely agree with everything you've just said there and um i would really recommend for just coming from a personal point of view um for anyone that's watching this in an effort to just be a healthy adult and uh, a complete uh, makeup of a healthy adult, read that book attached guys. It's, it's, it will not only help you with your relationships with your partners, whether they be intimate or just, you know, your friends, your family, your peers, your colleagues, your teachers, it will help you get a better understanding of yourself. And particularly if you're an avoidant type, like I am and Jay's found out here today, um, it will, make you realize that and i think a major thing is when you're struggling with mental health is isolating and and the loneliness of it and getting getting stuck in the the I was talking to a friend the other day and he, he 
we worded it really well. We said, you know, life is peaks and troughs, but just remember that the troughs are worth the peaks, you know. And I think that's really important. And hmm. okay. when you're in the when you're in the troughs, you kind of think, oh, there's never going to be a way out of this. But there always is. There always is a way out. And yeah. and the way out is certainly not to stay there. Hmm. And I, I find some comfort in thinking, you know, I've been through tough times before. Definitely been through tough times before, and I got through them, and I'll get through this. And um, one thing, uh, you know, a, a mentor of both of ours says, Les Brown, is it doesn't matter how bad it is or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it. And that's something I always, uh, I've been repeating in my head <laughs> the past few months quite a lot. But I think, yeah, d don't isolate, guys, is the one thing I would say. Do not, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're struggling right now and you're thinking, I'm alone in this, no one else is going through this, 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 this crap that I'm going through, no one else has had this experience. Number one, that's probably not true. And number two, even if it is true in some way, it doesn't mean that you should suffer in silence. And it does not mean that you can't share it with people around you. And I think you'd be amazed a lot of the time, and I tell this from a personal experience, of when you share things with other people, that will then reveal stories to you because it makes you, when you're vulnerable with others, it allows them to be, feel, to be comfortable to be vulnerable with you as well. So, and they'll start sharing stories with you. Sorry, Jack, one sec. They'll start sharing stories with you that's like almost sometimes a mirror of what you've been through, and that is so healthy because you're like, oh, they told me how they got through it, and it, it lets you see a way out. Right. Um, I agree with everything Jake is saying, and it's funny because I see Jake and I don't get to speak as much as I don't think either of us really would love to, True. but we see each other's posts on Instagram and social media. So we're like, Oh, he's good. Oh, look what he's doing. Oh, that's so awesome. Great. Go do it. Do it. Oh, yo, that's my boy. That's my dude. But behind the scenes, we don't know what's going on because, you know, as I said, um, we don't have the, we don't have, uh, the time or we don't take the time to reach out to each other like we should be doing. And we don't know what's really going on behind. And again, as Jake was saying, you will be surprised when you start opening up and telling people how you truly feel, how much love you'll get back because people don't know. People can't read your mind as much as we would love that kind of, <laughs> um, you know, just, just be open up. I mean, again, make sure it's someone that you feel comfortable with and isn't going to belittle you or make fun of you, but open up. Yeah. Just open up. Just, yeah. just, it starts And I think, one thing we haven't talked about here, Jay, is, um, and I don't know if you did, did you see, uh, did you see professional help in a therapist when you so, were in your schools or? So I, I did not. And I, I, mm -hmm. the only reason why I didn't, I did not, I didn't realize the resources that were available. Oh, really? um, there, there are free therapists out there. There are social workers that do um, pro bono therapy work and stuff like that. I, I didn't know that at the time. So at that time, even though I knew I was having suicidal thoughts, I was still somewhat in denial. Like, I didn't think I had a problem. It wasn't until I looked back and was reevaluating the conversation with my wife and things that had happened. I was like, oh, wow, I probably should have gotten help um, because once I once me and my wife had that conversation, 
the next like that was a Friday that we had that conversation because I had got home from work that Monday I turned in my resignation so a lot of the pressure or the stress that was making me feel the way I was feeling got lifted off I'm not advising anyone to quit their job that's not what I'm saying but um, I didn't I, I didn't have time to acknowledge it because I was in euphoria, so to speak. Wow. It wasn't until I was looking back on the situation where I was like, you know what? I shouldn't got to help. Since then, like years later, I've had I have talked about therapists, not necessarily for that particular area. It's come up. But I went to therapy just because I feel like everybody needs somebody that they can talk to. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, someone just having someone um, that's external, that's not connected to anything in your life and doesn't yeah. know anyone in your life mm -hmm. that is just provide you with that space to listen and, and be heard and just, just, just offload sometimes as well. You know, it's very, I like to think of it, and I think this is a healthy way to package it um, and, and a very man-friendly way to package it. It's, it's the gym for your brain is the way I like to look at therapy, you know, work, working out your the muscles in your brain and, and getting them that little bit more flexible and, and stronger is the way I like to look at it. But yeah. I know you, you touched on there that you weren't aware of the resources that were available. And I think mm -hmm. some people that pulls them back sometimes because they're like, well, how much is this going to cost me? It seems like, um, you know, these people are professionals and they're probably going to charge quite yeah. a bit for the services. And I don't know how that works in America. I wouldn't know at all, but mm -hmm. I do know here in Australia that you get, you can get you get ten sessions, so that's ten hours of um, a year. You can mm -hmm. get with the therapist for free. You pay up front, and then you get no. Sorry, that's not correct. It's not free. It's a so eighty percent of it you get rebated back, okay. and then you get ten sessions a year. And then with the pandemic, the inside the Commonwealth, they've given an additional ten sessions. So that's twenty hours a year, which is yeah. you know if you're seeing them quick mass. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing them like every two weeks, that's pretty much half a year, which, you know, six months, that could make a serious, serious difference to your mental health to do that. I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's not because you're crazy or because there's something wrong mm -hmm. with you. It's just, as we're saying, everybody needs to get stuff off their chest, everyone. Yeah. And here in the U.S., I wish it was like that. <laughs> in the U.S., I found out that most insurances will cover therapy. So you just have to look and you have to find out which provider you can go to. But most insurances in the U.S. will cover therapy. They don't let you know that because, again, in the U.S. or across the world, there's still this stigma on therapy. So it's not talked about. But, yes, most insurances will cover therapy. If it doesn't cover therapy, again, there are free resources you can use. I mean, there might be a bit of a wait but there are places you go again those numbers that we have already provided call those numbers and i'm sure they will be able to give you way more information than yeah we can give. I, will, I will provide more numbers for the respective countries the uk and australia as well um i think that uh in the uk they have the national health service which is fantastic you know it's all for it um and here in australia they have a similar thing it's called medicare where it's you pay a bit up front and then it's all rebated but you know the main thing that trying to get across here is because the resources are there and the, the help is there you know there's yeah. people that have gone to university for a long time to get qualified in this stuff to be out there in the workplace to be able to help you and it's never too early it's never too late i know a lot of people yeah. think oh you go see a therapist because you're crazy you know i think it, it can it can become around 
a long time before that and it doesn't mean that you're crazy because you're going or or vice versa but never too early never too late get the help you need uh i'm going to paraphrase les brown here because i love paraphrasing him but he says you know ask for help because not because you're weak but because you want to remain strong and i think that's a nice poignant way to wrap up this episode jay what do you think i will never try to outdo les brown (laughs) (laughs) i'm not the arrogant of a man (laughs) like the godfather of public speaking I'm, i'm good yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely and uh yeah Man, it's been so good to chat with you. Likewise, so my friend. Likewise. Always good to talk to you. No doubt I'll have you back on again soon. Uh, it's what, Sunday night there now? That is correct. It is Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S. What's going on for the rest of the night? Um, honestly, I think I am probably going to watch... Um, there's a new show on Amazon Prime that I'm going to watch one episode of. It's 30 minutes long. That's like my private little joy time. I'm going to watch that. And then after that, I'm going to sleep because I have to get up, like I said, at 5 o'clock. Um, you've seen my videos. I'm doing the 75 yeah. hard program right now. Yeah. And it is kicking my butt, dog. It is kicking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's what it's meant to do, dog. <laughs> man uh, and it's funny because um i signed up well not signed up but like i started doing it thinking like oh 75 days that's nothing and then when you find out what you got to do i'm like okay that's, i can still do that but then i'm on day four tomorrow will be day 15 and i'm just like five days oh man this is hard. And and it's, it's not even hard because it it's not physically hard. It's just mentally taxing because you're doing the same things over and over oh. and over again. And um, Jake and I, you we, we talked a little bit about this before. It's just um, one of my issues is that it's, it's always been a challenge of mine to tell people no. And with this program, I have to tell people no because I got to complete the program. And that is... I find myself trying to maneuver and move things around and I just got to start saying no, which I had luckily in the past few days I have been, but still mentally taxing and I'm tired. And I actually posted a video earlier today of, I can't even lie to you, dude. Like I broke down. I didn't mean to in the video. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I didn't mean to, I was talking, I was going to go a completely different way of Mr. Positivity. And I just, I triggered myself. I started crying and I just broke down and I wasn't going to post it. But honestly, I remembered that we had this um, interview, um, Mm -hmm. this conversation. And I realized, you know what? It's probably important that I show how vulnerable I am and not only show the good stuff. A lot of times I say how hard things are, but I don't think I've ever shown me like breaking down. So that one, I just like. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I haven't been on Instagram since I posted it. I don't know what people are saying. I don't know if like people liked it, which I didn't post it to see if they liked it, but you know what I mean? Like I just, I just figured people needed to see that side of me, but yeah. So 75 hard. Yay. Hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Every day is a closer day closer to doing it. Um, I, I've got a friend who's doing it at the moment. I started it and stopped and didn't start again so 
I can't which, say much. Which honestly, like, um, I don't remember the the, the I, I forget the 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 man's name who actually created the program. Uh, one of the things he says is that look this is meant to be hard I expect people to not complete it and then try it again until you complete it so anyone out there look up 75 hard it'll change your life if you happen to not complete it yo try again and try again yeah don't do what I did and and not try again (laughs) 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 oh man oh dude guys we're gonna wrap this up thank you so much for listening wherever you are in the world whether you're listening on spotify facebook youtube twitter or twitch really appreciate you listening if you found some value in this episode this episode actually more than any other i've ever done please share it I, i think We've given some good value out here today from two people who have been through it, you know, and, and we'll go through it again. That's life, you know, the peaks and the yeah. troughs like we talked about. But, you know, please share this episode if you've got some value from it. I mean that from a place of genuinely wanting to help others. And stay hungry, stay healthy, stay happy, and keep on hustling, folks. Jay, thanks for your time, brother. Oh, you're welcome, my brother. Okay. Have a good night. You too.